Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. <laughs> this is Straight Up with Stassi. Dracaris, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. Uh, this is um, a little special holiday stream of consciousness episode. Yes, I do like solo episodes. I feel like maybe like three times a year, sometimes less, sometimes more. Um, not that often because they're hard as fuck. They really are. You sit there just staring at your wall. You have all these thoughts. You know, you take before you start the podcast, it's like I take all these notes and I write down, you know, all of these like bullet points of things that I want to say. And then when I actually hit record, I find myself staring at the same wall or looking at like my shoes or like all of the books I have. And right now I'm looking at the ornaments on my Christmas tree. But here I am feeling the need to do one alone because it is also therapeutic. And given that this is the last episode of 2018, I felt, you know what? I think it is the right thing to do to have a stream of consciousness solo up. Ep. So if you enjoy these types, then you're welcome. If not, byzies. <laughs> See you next time in 2019. Speaking of that, don't you hate people? Well, hate is a very strong word. I really strongly dislike when people say, see you next year. Oh, my Lord. How I cannot stand it. Like, just say happy holidays and, a, you know, a happy new year. Just say that. Like, whenever somebody says, See you next year. They literally say it with like the same smug satisfaction as if like they think they're the only person that's ever thought about actually saying, see you next year. If anyone ever comes up to me and says, see you next year in a non-ironic way, I swear to God, I'm going to backhand you. With that said, um, happy holidays. Whatever it is you were celebrating... I hope you had a wonderful time. Um, 
I was thinking a lot about the holidays and like what it kind of means, I guess, because it was the first time. Well, it's the first time I brought Bo back to my boyfriend, Bo, back to New Orleans. Um, and he had been there before and he's met my whole entire family before. But there's just something a little different about like the pressure of the holidays that already began like four months ago where we like began starting to like, you know, the conversation of like, well, where should we go? Should we go see his family? Should we go see my family? Should we do both half and halvesies? And if we do half and half, then do we bring the dogs? Do we, you know, have a sitter for the dogs? And like, how much money is that to go to like two different places? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, all of this is just like legit giving me anxiety. And then I'm like, is that because I have a boyfriend that I'm bringing home? And I'm like, no. I get anxiety around the holidays every freaking year, every single year, even when I go home alone, even when I'm single, like it just kind of stresses me out. And the holidays are my favorite time of year, which is super unfortunate. And like kind of like when you think about it in like a meta way, strange that I'm complaining about the holidays while also saying that it's my favorite time of year. Let me explain why the holidays are my favorite time of year. I love Christmas trees. I'm a basic bitch. I love the smell of pine, wintry stuff. You don't have to really wear, like, you can cover up your body. So, like, it's totally okay to just, like, be, like, six pounds heavier than your, like, normal weight. I just love the whole spirit of, like, everything. Twinkly lights. You get to eat a shit ton. You get to drink a lot. You know, like, what is not to like about the holidays? I'll tell you it's not to like pressure, 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 pressure. Because when you come home from the holidays, you know, everyone's like, how was the holidays? Oh my God, you went home to New Orleans. It must've been like the best thing ever. I saw your Instagram stories. It was so fantastic or wherever it is that you went home. Oh my God, you guys went to London or you guys went to Paris or you guys went to New York. It looked like so much fun. Yeah. Parts of it, so much fun, but mainly, mm, it's kind of stressful because you're dealing with a lot of family members that you didn't choose to have as family members. You love them all. You love all of your family members. You love the friends of the family members, the step family members, the cousins, the step cousins, the whatever, the, oh my God, this isn't your distant cut. You didn't know that this person is married to this person and they had this kid, the seven kids. No, I had no idea who this person was, nor will I probably ever see them again. So what does it matter? Like the pressure of all of that and having to just fly home on an expensive ass flight in an airport that is so freaking busy so that everyone can ask you all of these questions that you're not prepared to answer. Like, what? 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 And I am not a Scrooge or like this like bah humbug like person whatsoever again. And I will repeat myself over and over again while I talk about the holidays. I love them. I love them. And January is my least favorite month because it means that Christmas is over. And that just like really gets me sad. Like I don't want to take down my tree and all that stuff. But it's I just it confuses me how the holidays turned into something that stresses pretty much everyone out. Whether you are just being forced 
to fly somewhere to spend your money a lot of your money to go someplace or whether you're being forced to host the holidays god bless those of you that are hosting like whoa uh that is you guys all deserve freaking medals but there's a reason that like all of the christmas movies and holiday movies that we watch are about families that are stressed out because we are all stressed out what gifts to give people if you actually have to give a gift is this person going to give you one so then do you have to get them one because honestly for the most part unless it's like your significant other your children or like maybe your mom or something you're like uh do I actually get that person a present and it's like do they actually even care do I write them a card like do I write a significant amount of stuff in that card or do I just sign my name? Do I sign my name Stasi and Bo or do I let Bo sign his own name? Because I personally like when it's all in the same handwriting. But that's just because I'm a neat control freak. So there's that. So I have all of these thoughts that have been going on in my head throughout the holidays. Just I and, and I had warned Bo too. I was like, listen, Bo, there's nothing greater no place greater in the u.s than new orleans it's the best city i love it i am so proud to be from new orleans he had already been there so he already has loved new orleans and then i said also i love my family so much and i have such an amazing family but like you combine the holidays with family that changes that it's like i love holidays i love new orleans love family put those three things together and I'm stressed out the whole entire time to the point where I pretty much just sleep till noon, wake up, sneak down, sneak and get some spiked eggnog, legitimately have to sneak or like put a beer like in my like boxer shorts and like run upstairs because it's just way too much talking and way too much like stuff going on that like I'm emotionally, mentally, physically drained. And I know you feel the same. Even if you had the best Christmas ever or the best whatever it is you celebrate ever, I know that you were stressed out a little bit. Were you, you know, stressed out with questions? When are you and Bo going to get married? Oh, like I haven't heard that one before. Like, when are you going to have a kid? When is this going to happen? Sassy, so like, what is it that you actually do in LA? Um... Well, let me explain. I film a television show, record a podcast, and wrote a book. And I also sometimes do sponsored content on Instagram. That's what I do. Really, Aunt Marsha? Like, seriously, am I really having to answer these questions? Bo, what is it that you do? Um, I do commercial casting and advertising. What does that mean? Oh, dear Lord. It's like uh, just the questions, the questions, the questions. And most people have great intentions with their questions. But sometimes you just want to relax and not be questioned, which is what I wish the holidays could be like. If you could just go and relax, which I feel like I want to pull a Christmas with the cranks next year and be like, yeah, no, I'm going on a cruise. And I've never even been on a cruise. I don't even know if I would like going on a cruise because I feel like those little round windows might make me seasick, but it sounds ideal right now. Unless, of course, because I did tell Bo this, unless we go visit his family, I'm like, I just need a break from me being the one 
to have to answer to my family. You know what I would like to do? I would like to celebrate and see my family three weeks after Christmas where no one gives a shit about the pressure to be perfect or be all on and ask questions anymore. It's like come January 21st, people give zero fucks. That's when I would like to see every single one of my family members all together. That, my friends, is what would be so freaking ideal. I was thinking about like how much money we spent just going home to New Orleans and we did and you know stay we stayed with my family so like we're spending money like on a hotel or anything like that and I'm like holy shit I could have gone back to Paris actually I could have probably stayed at Versailles in the actual palace in Marie Antoinette's old bedroom that's probably that is probably yep comparable so every time I see movies like Christmas of the Cranks or Four Christmases God bless Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon for trying to get away sucks that they couldn't get away it's like I feel like they maybe have it right so next year if we don't go see Bo's family which I'm on board for because someone else's family golden I there's no pressure for me it's like I don't have to be like keep being like I'm sorry do you feel like I'm sorry I'm sorry it's like no I love being asked the questions when it's not my family you know, doesn't it feel a little bit better when it's like somebody else's? So I'll let Bo just have the pressure of having to give me a good Christmas. Again, I'm sorry that I sound like a Scrooge because I'm not. And I freaking love the holidays. But I'm pretty sure that they're, the Kardashians are the only ones that have gotten it right for the holidays. They just made a shit ton of money for the last 15 years or however long and just have these epic parties on Christmas Eve where everyone's wearing like $8,000 gowns and watches John Legend perform in a fake Christmas wonderland with fake to real snow, like snow that's actually shot out from machines where they get to sled in their $8,000 dresses in Calabasas. I, have, I just feel like the Kardashians are so underestimated. Like we have underestimated this family and these human beings. And I need to figure out how to get an invite to their party next year so that I can tell my family, yeah, guess what? I'm sorry. Um, that's going to be a hard no uh, from me on going to like Arrowhead or New Orleans because I got invited to the Kardashian Jenner party <laughs> and I want to wear a gown. Oh, man. And like I just said, New Orleans and Lake Arrowhead. How do you choose between? I have divorced parents. That changes everything, too. Bo has div divorced parents. That changes everything, too. So who do you have to go to? Then everyone gets their feelings hurt. And then you have to explain to all the different relatives why you chose the actual location. And then everyone acts like it's so strange, the location that you chose. Like, oh, so Sassy decided to go to New Orleans didn't decide to come to Lake Arrowhead, didn't decide to do this. Like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. The pressure, I can't take it. I'm about to explode. It's over. And I'm still feeling the pressure. And that should freaking say something. I couldn't even imagine, like, if I had children right now. Like, the idea of actually having to, like, deal with all of this and make my kids happy it's like, what if you get them the wrong present? 
I totally would end up with that like little monster of a brat who would be like, I hate my present. Everybody in school got this doll and this blah, 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 blah. And like limited Two actually came back in style. And mommy, how did you not know? And be like, I don't know. No one told me. I don't even know what age children are right now. Like, you know, when like, you know, you're old and like out of the loop when like you look at a kid and you're like, who's 14? You're like, I don't know. He's eight. <laughs> No idea. I have no idea. So for the mothers and fathers out there, you also are champions. So this podcast episode is dedicated to people who hosted Christmases and to mothers and fathers everywhere. God bless your souls. You guys are saints. And I'd really love to know like how y'all felt. This is when I wish I had like a call-in situation you know, where I can have listeners call in. And Bo and I have been talking about that, like getting a studio in Los Angeles that is my own or whatever. And we can just do something where we do have listeners call in and just have a a, a show like that. So that could be in the near future because I really do want to, I want to broaden my horizons. I want someone to call me right now, interrupt me and tell me that I'm wrong and tell me that no, actually, the holidays are great and Christmas is easy and everything's fantastic and blah, 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 blah. I want to hear that. And don't get me wrong. I had a wonderful time in New Orleans. I had so much fun. I love my family. I love my boyfriend so much. And I love, again, I love New Orleans. But you can't possibly have fun 24-7. Am I right? I was just at the Grove. We like got in from the airport late, late last night and we woke up today and we went and picked up our dogs and ran errands, you know, went to the container store because I'm cleaning out my closet and throwing half of it to whoever will take it. I'm literally inviting people into my house to be like, do you want these shoes? Okay, cool. Should I like start an eBay site where like all the proceeds go to charity? Like I am trying to figure out how to streamline my life and stop shopping so much and all of that, hence the container store. But I was at the Grove and I took a little break to go to, uh, well, Bo and I took a little break to go to the Italian restaurant that's by the fountain. And if you've ever been to the Grove in Los Angeles, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And my favorite drink there is the St. Suzanne. And I was sitting there and my friend Lo, who has been on my podcast before and helps me with like, um, so many parts of my life. So always shout out to her. She was literally just happened to be there also at the same time. And she was like, how was New Orleans? I'm like, it was fun. But like, you know, it's the holidays. It's like stressful. Just like, oh my God, you would never have known like via Instagram that like you were stressed. Like, God, Instagram's so misleading. And I'm like, that also got me thinking. Instagram is misleading. But then I thought, well, it isn't. I'm just only showing you the times where I'm having fun. I'm not going to sit there on my Instagram and be like, I'm bored and stressed. Not going to do that. It's not interesting for it to anyone. Or maybe it is. Hence my stream of consciousness holiday podcast. So maybe Lo is onto something or Lo got me onto something. Because just because, you know, I found myself that I was on Instagram a lot during the holidays because, well, you lie in bed so that 
a lot because you're hungover and don't want to deal with shit. And I'm like, whoa, everyone's just like having like these awesome vacations to all these different places. And then I look at my own Instagram and I'm like, I'm so lucky too. So we're all just sitting there watching each other's Instagram stories, feeling slightly worse about our own lives, not realizing that every single one of us feels the exact same way. Again, I had an amazing time in New Orleans and I felt so proud to bring Bo home and that was such a big deal and and so nice and to show him like all the places that I love going like Galatoires and Pedos and showing him my high school and like the coffee shop that I used to go to every day after high school and having him meet all of my friends that I grew up with and that was fantastic. But I am beat from the press, you know? And I just feel like this podcast is my therapy. And you are my therapist. My therapist that doesn't talk back and say, and how did that make you feel? And before I get into the actual trip, which I will discuss a few fun moments, funny moments, I guess, embarrassing moments, I do want to talk about Glam Squad because this is something everyone should know about, especially right now, given that New Year's is coming up. I mean, it's just a fantastic thing, um, an app and website in, in general, just because we always have parties to go to, events, birthdays, anything. And sometimes you just want to feel a little dolled up, but you can't always make a last minute appointment to go to the salon to get your hair done or makeup or nails or things like that. And I love Glam Squad and have actually found some of the people that I use for glam through this website for realsies because I ended up getting along with them so well. So let me just explain with glam squad, you can get hair, makeup and nail services anytime and anywhere because they come to you, whether you're at your apartment, your home, your work, if your boss is that nice, good for you, a hotel, anywhere. If you need to get glammed for anything, you just have to go to their website, schedule someone, and they will come to you and do all of that in just 60 minutes while you just sit and get to be comfortable. So like you don't have to leave your own house, which is ideal for like an introverted little weirdo like me. And right now, when you go to glamsquad.com and use my code Stasi, that's G-L-A-M-S-Q-U-A-D.com, use my code Stasi, S-T-A-S-S-I, they're going to give you $20 off when you book your first beauty service now through New Year's. So you have a little while to get $20 off, but even if you don't do it in time, I really, seriously go to glamsquad.com and just have this, you know, go on for you because I don't like having to like get in the car and go to a salon. It stresses me out. And then you got to just check in and then wait like 10 minutes. And then you finally meet someone, sit down, have this conversation about what you want, then get in the car. It just takes so much time. With Glam Squad, you have these people come to you. So you can feel like Kim Kardashian, J-Lo, J-Law, you know, whomever. It is bougie, fun, and awesome. And right now, $20 off up until New Year's. So go to glamsquad.com, use my promo code Stasi. Okay, so let me get into um, our, me and Bo's, uh, Bo and I's, gosh, 
my education is just like has seeped out of my brain. Our trip, I was so excited to take him home. This has been one of the first times. And I, you know, I told him, I was like, dude, I brought home almost every boyfriend. Well, two of them. And it, it, this time it just felt different because I just, Bo, well, because Bo is different and Bo is my favorite boyfriend I've ever had and I love him so much and I told him how excited I was and I'm like I know that you've already experienced it and you've already vacationed there and you've been to like pretty much most of the locations that I want to take you to but I just want to see you experience it on your own like in front of my face not on your own I mean with me in for like just you know what I mean it's just like the first time you take your significant other home to your hometown and you're just if you're proud of your hometown, it's an exciting thing. One of the main things I talked to him about was you're going to get like the best food ever. The best food ever. You're going to gain a lot of weight when you go to New Orleans. And um, all he said was, uh, what I'm dying for is some fried catfish. I mean, I love fried catfish. I love any type of fish and seafood and all of that stuff. But I'm like, okay, that's the only thing that he wants. I'm going to get him that the first day. It's going to be fantastic. I want to just make it so magical for him because, you know, I want him to just love New Orleans as much as I do. First night in New Orleans. First night. First night, everyone. I'm supposed to meet up with some friends at a local bar. Shout out to Parlays. It literally is like a truck driver, like a dry, like, you know, like a trucker's bar. Like it's really dirty and it's in Lakeview where I grew up and it's just like, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's literally like quite the opposite of what fancy or bougie would be. Like it almost, like I love it so much cause I grew up with it, but it's like what it almost feels like when you like take people there, you're punishing them. <laughs> like that's how dirty it is but I love it because that is again where I grew up and my part of town that we would go and sneak to with our fake IDs and all of that so um I'm like okay get off the plane all of that stuff and the airport was packed. It took for freaking ever to do anything. I honestly felt like I was in the movie Home Alone when I was at the airport because I've never seen so many people run in my life. And there's just something about the airport and like seeing people run that just make me laugh. Like it's like when I was in college and I'd be like sitting out in the quad or like doing homework like by the steps or like at a coffee shop. And I would watch like a kid with like a backpack on running and it just, it's so funny <laughs> just to see a kid with like panic, worry, sometimes terror in his or her eyes and the backpacks just like, like flapping up and down on the back and it just looks so uncomfortable. And you're like, dude, you just want to like run after them or send them a text and be like, everything's going to be okay. Like, even if. You are late to your class. Even if you're missing your like major exam, life will still go on. I wish people would have told everyone that back then before I became 30. You know, granted, I still knew that when I was in college. I was like, the world's not going to end if I'm if and, and I'm somebody who's on time for everything. I'm like, the world's not going to end if something goes wrong. 
it's not going to end. So every kid who's running in college to their class and every person who's running in the airport, you're actually like the odds of you like missing your flight is like once you've already like checked in and gone through security is like so low. Like the people who miss their flights are when like they didn't get to the airport on time. If you've already checked in, well then the people at the gate know that you're checked in and will be calling your name. So if you're already checked in and you went through security, you don't need to run. You can briskly walk. You can rush. You can be like, you know, not even jog. Don't even don't even do that. No, not even a jog. But like just try and rush and get there to, you know, the gate as fast as you can without running because running in an airport is so dramatic. They're not the plane is not going to leave without you when they know that you've checked in and gone through security. And if I'm wrong, if you are somebody who works for airlines or you can 100% tweet me Instagram comment something and say, Sassy, you are a fucking idiot hoe and you have no idea what you're talking about. And I could totally be wrong. I have just never known anyone who has actually checked in, gone through security and then missed their flight unless it was a connecting one. I've never met anyone, not one person. The only people that have missed their flights that I know of are people that just didn't make it to the freaking airport on time mainly because they slept in or thought their flight was another day. So I really want to be told if I'm right, if like it's okay that I'm making fun of people who run in airports in my head. And also it's like, it really does look like home alone during Christmas time with everyone running and people with their scarves. And like, I even saw people holding a present or two and I'm like, what? Holy crap, the set designers of Home Alone were actually right. Because if you look at the um, like the airport scenes in Home Alone, um, every other person is holding a present. And whenever I watch Home Alone, I'm like, who the hell is walking through the airport with a wrapped present? That's uncomfortable. That's super uncomfortable. Like, I don't even like walking through the airport with a carry-on even one that rolls because then you have to take your computer out or your iPad or be like, Oh shit, there's that little like water spray that I have that might be a little bit too big. And then it just takes a while to go through. I like to go as light as I possibly can. I mean, you know, I do, I am that person that has like the little bag, my little purse, and then like just like a slightly larger one, you know, if it's a really long flight or I'm going to Europe. But for the most part, I really don't like carrying things through the airport. It stresses me out. So when I see, you know, people with actual presents, wrapped presents, kind of weirds me out. And I always thought that the people from Home Alone were a little nutso, that they were like just in an airport with everyone carrying presents. And like, why are you only carrying one present? What kind of family do you have where you're allowed to only get one gift? Like you only have to get a gift for one of your family members must be nice to be a part of that family. But no, so in the airport, I actually did see quite a few people carrying presents. And, you know, I will say it's burned in my memory and I'm never going to forget it. But that wasn't the point of where I was going. Just another tangent. Um, so we finally get to New Orleans 
And I will tell you, it was actually one of the most before we got. I hate when I, you know, when I break off in tangents and I don't follow my outline, but I've never actually followed my outline. So whatever. That flight to New Orleans is one of the most interesting flights I've ever been on. I watched Chef. Love that movie because there's like a lot of like New Orleans-y stuff in it. And I just like food. So I just, well, everyone likes food. So whatever. But I just love that movie. But we sat in front of this couple who who talked like this they were they were like 80 years old and they they got mad at everything and 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 the, and we like hey stop stop talking and give me give me another water oh my god when the flight attendant told us it's we're landing and it's time to put your seat backs up and your trays down literally before the person even the flight attendant stopped Saying those words, the lady said to Bo, your seat's not up. And I actually had to turn around and be like, yo, you didn't even give us 2.3 seconds. Like chillsies for one second. Then I hear them saying, complaining, you know what? We just, we just can never get it right. You know, up here in first class, it's, it's, it's too, it's, it's too cold, but you know, back there, it's too hot. And I'm like, oh Jesus, for the love of Lord, I wish I was in that movie adrift right now, like on a boat where I was about to freaking drown because this is just like the constant complaining. I can hear it through my movie, like my headphones, my Bose headphones. Like that's not even like a play on word for boat. Like my Bose <laughs> headphones, they're not, they're not canceling out this complaining right now. Whatevs. So we land. I wish I had more. So, you know, Bo should have done this podcast with me because he could do the impression so much better than I could. I had so much more to tell. And he said, that's what we're going to be like as an old married couple. And I said, absolutely not. And if that's what you think, then we are never going to get married. So we land in New Orleans and we're going to go meet up with my friends at the truck driver bar parlays. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so hangry. I'm so hungry. And like now getting mean that like, I, I, I couldn't even think straight. So we like go to my grandmother's and like drop our stuff off and all of that. And I'm like, we, why don't we just go to a restaurant that's on the same street, Harrison Avenue as this bar because there's like, it's not real New Orleans food at all, but it's just by my grandmother's house in Lakeview. And we'll find something. There's like a Mexican restaurant. There's just like a random burger restaurant. There's a pizza restaurant. There's just their, their options. So at least we won't starve to death. Well, we go to Harrison Avenue we go to the first place, the Mexican restaurant, and I'm like, and it's popping. Like when I say like it is crowded AF, it is crowded AF. And so I'm like, oh, this will be fine. I'm sorry it's not New Orleans food, but I'm starving and deal with it. The airport, there was like so much, so many people. And like it just took so long to do everything that I just need to eat something. And at this time, it's um, 9.07. Okay. So I'm like, uh, yeah, can we just have a, a table for two? And she's like, um, actually, uh, the, I think the kitchen's closed. I think, you know, we close at nine. I'm like, oh my God, it's like right before Christmas. I'm like, it's nine oh seven. Like, please, will you just please go ask? Like, please. She's like, okay, okay. She was very nice. I'll give her that. She goes and asks, comes back. No, I'm sorry. They said, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, 
literally there couldn't be more people in this place. This place is so like I will I will hand over a hundred in my brain. I thought I will hand over a hundred dollars for some chips and salsa, anything. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to move on to the next place. We're going to walk next door to the burger place. Same thing. But by this time, it's like 9-11, No, same thing. But you can sit at the bar. Yeah, I know I can sit at the bar, but I'm starving. I'm so hungry that like I'm actually starting to believe that like I am the daughter of the devil. That's how mean and angry I feel. Move to the pizza place. Um, you can wait outside, but it's going to be 45 minutes for a pizza. Okay. Now I am really angry. My boyfriend is here for the first time. It is his first night here. This is not fair. This is all in my head. Inner monologue, inner monologue. I did not say this out loud because I worked in a restaurant. I know how hard it is. And honestly, when I worked at Sir, I used to lie and say the kitchen was closed because I was just like really tired and wanted to go home. So I can't blame any of them at all. I will always be polite when this happens. Who I will not be polite to is myself and whoever is just like around me and closest to me, um, i.e. Bo, my friends and family. So I walk, run out of the pizza place and I call my friends and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. I am absolutely not going to parlays and I'm not meeting up at a bar for drinks because we're starving. There's nothing to eat. I don't know what to do. I hang up the phone and Bo's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let's just go to the gas station. I'm like, what do you mean the gas station? What are we going to get to the gas station? There's nothing to get at the gas station. I don't like sweets. I'm not eating chips. Ahoy. Like there are no Oreos or Skittles that could satisfy me right now. He's like, we'll find something. We'll find something. I'm like, there better be a freaking hot dog in there because that would actually make this all ideal. You know, that would make this all of the pain of being starving in Lakeview, New Orleans on Harrison Avenue worth it. I literally had felt like every single restaurant we went to, we were Mary and Joseph and they were like, sorry, no room. And if you're Catholic or Christian at all you know what story I'm talking about pregnant Mary with her semi baby daddy Joseph I mean stepdad I guess uh trying to find a place to just have her freaking kid and no one would take them that's exactly what I felt like and I felt shamed I felt so shamed and so hangry and evil then I almost pulled the Instagram influencer card. I almost was like, do you know how many followers I have? Have you seen a little thing called Vanderpump Rules? Um, I have a podcast. Um, I might end up being a New York Times bestselling author. Do you want to walk back there and ask them if they could make me some guacamole, please? But I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I had all those evil thoughts in my head. I didn't do it. Just like the Virgin Mary, I stayed <laughs> outwardly kind and polite. And I followed Bo to the gas station. God bless Bo's soul because Bo actually might be Jesus reincarnated. He is that kind. And I see a hot dog machine in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, there really is a God. And I truly believe all of this shit. Oh, everything is real. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
But no. The hot dog machine was closed. All of like the food that they have, like, you know, like 7-Eleven places, all gone. All gone. And at this point, it's only 9-17, 9-18. And New Orleans is supposed to be like the like one of the party capitals of the world. Like the bars don't close until the last person leaves, which means that sometimes bars stay open 24-7. Okay? I've told Bo this. You're going to get the best food. I know you've already been there, but it's going to be so much better with me. It's going to be freaking awesome. And everything was closed and everyone turned us down and there were no hot dogs and Bo had to buy us Easy Mac. Yep. Not just like, you know, the normal craft macaroni and cheese that I absolutely love and will boil and like, you know, that are in like shapes of dinosaurs or like, I don't know, Spider-Man, whatever Marvel movies coming out. No, like, you know, the Easy Mac that you put in the freaking microwave. I don't even own a microwave. Neither does Bo. I'm surprised he even knew how to do it. So we bought some some Easy Mac and I was like, I am so I'm feeling sorry for myself. I am just throwing myself a pity party that I could not show my boyfriend a great time on the first night that we were there in New Orleans. And we went to my grandmother's house and my grandmother was like, what are you doing here so early? I thought you were going and meeting out with your friends. I'm like, no, Graham, because uh, no one would let us eat. No one wanted us. Okay, what is this karma for? What did I do in a past life? I don't under freaking stan. And please don't talk to me until I eat one of these easy mics because I'm about to freaking die. So the first night in New Orleans was spent eating microwaved Easy Mac in my grandmother's kitchen at 10 o'clock at night because it takes forever to find an Uber in there if you're not like in the French Quarter. Um, and then watching 90 Day Fiance, I'm pretty sure, on an iPad as we fell beautifully <laughs> to sleep. And before I, you know, continue on with this stream of consciousness holiday podcast, I'm going to talk about smelling good because perfume is something that costs a lot of money. And it, it honestly really annoys me. I feel like there has to be like a monopoly on it. There has to like think about it. Every single perfume that everyone wants to buy is like every designer one is pretty much like a hundred, like 60 to like over a hundred dollars. And it's like, What? It's literally spray. Like, why? I don't understand. And you don't want to have to commit to a freaking like one smell for the rest of your life. You want to test out things, see how they work with your skin. And I truly, truly believe that you go through different periods with like, you know, depending on what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, like your hormones, like that makes certain scents smell differently on your body. So committing to one perfume just doesn't make any sense. So Scentbird is this awesome freaking company that's basically like um well like a subscription where you can get little mini perfumes that are designer perfumes for like barely anything a month. They have 450 designer brands that you can choose from every single month and each little like mini perfume that they send you is a 30-day supply okay so that's 120 sprays I don't even spray that much anyway so you are getting so much for your money and I'm talking Prada Gucci Dolce & Gabbana Dolce & Gabbana is the one 
that I think I just rotated recently because I got four that I've been rotating and I love that you can just throw them in your bag. You can also throw them in your travel bag. Don't go off in security. So that is actually fantastic. And you don't have to deal with like pushy salespeople who are just like trying to sell you something and trying to just convince that like convince you like at a place that this awesome perfume is the one for you when you don't actually know because you have to go throughout the whole day figuring out whether your body chemistry and your body makeup and your whatever it is make you that makes you smell like you works with this scent and they are giving my listeners 50% off your first month okay so that's only seven dollars and fifty cents for your first perfume and that's at scentbird.com slash stassi and you have to use my promo code stassi at the end and let me spell that out that's s-c-e-n-t B-I-R-D dot com slash Stassi, S-T-A-S-S-I, and use my code Stassi for 50% off your first month. So that's $7.50 to smell, to, well, to wear a designer perfume. And it's free shipping all the time. So like I said, um, the first night wasn't ideal <laughs> in New Orleans, and Bo did not get to have catfish but on his final day he had catfish and every other day was fantastic and I am a 100% like awesome girlfriend because if you've ever been to New Orleans you know that um we really well New Orleanians really love the saints that is an understatement like like really love the Saints, like it's a giant deal. And I'm not a sports person. And I go to Rams games here in LA for Bo all the time. I support his Rams obsession all the time. I even spent my time in Berlin, Germany, going to a bar to watch a Rams game at 11 p.m. at night to almost three o'clock in the morning. That is how much I care about my boyfriend and his likes and hobbies. So the second or third day, I guess we were second day, yes, Sunday, that we were in New Orleans, that was the day of the Saints game and also the Rams game. So we went to the French Quarter and went and had freaking fried green tomatoes, shrimp ramelade, roast beef po'boy, um, hurricanes at Pato's, did all of that, and then he was like, it's time. I'm like, what do you mean it's time? He's like, it's time we're going to go to a bar and watch the Rams game. And I'm like, mother F, just when I thought you were going to forget. I'm like, if somebody catches me, like, we could be tortured. Like, you are not allowed to wear blue and yellow right now. You have to wear your black Rams gear because at least you blend in with, like, the black and gold Saints people. You know what I mean? Like, please do not embarrass me. No, it got to the point where we went to a bar right across the street from at Finnegan's, right across the street from Pat, Pat O'Brien's, and I left, um, like, the first quarter in to go buy a giant black hat and a giant black shawl. And I looked like something out of American Horror Story Coven. But I was just so scared that people were going to see that I was with a Rams, Rams fan. I didn't know what to do with myself. And I really just wanted to talk about that or just tell like, you know, at least mention that part of the story so that I could like get a pat on the back that I'm just such a good girlfriend. So that was like pretty much our Sunday. 
And besides all the normal things that, you know, I normally do in New Orleans that I showed him, we watched a lot of 90 Day Fiance as we went to bed and he gave me one of the greatest Christmas gifts I've ever received. Yes, I know not everyone who listens to my podcast watches 90 Day Fiance, but it is become, it has become a giant obsession. I had to, it's like I had, you know, Real Housewives of New York went away. And I mean, granted, they're going to come back. Thank gosh. But like I needed something to just like hold me over. And I'm so thankful to have been introduced to, to 90 Day Fiance. And I got a cameo letter from Larissa wishing me and Bo a Merry Christmas. And that was the absolute best thing ever. I mean, that is the gift that we'll always keep on giving because I can just rewatch this cameo over and over. Speaking of cameo, debating whether to do it. I have thought that it was tacky and I don't like it. And it makes me feel weird that people are that people are taking money from people to do videos. But I've decided if I sign up for cameo, it is going to go to charity and it'll be probably more money that most people would want to pay. But like other than that, the people that are just like collecting like a good $27 to like be like, hi, I hope you have like a really good happy birthday. It just feels wrong. It feels wrong to pocket that money. No offense to cameo because I might join you soon, but I'm not going to take that money and I'll be giving that shit away. So there's that. So basically, I had a successful New Orleans holiday vacation with my boyfriend, but I was stressed out the whole entire time because family just stresses me out during the holidays. And I really just everyone that I talked to about that just felt exactly the same way. And I thought, why not just do a stream of consciousness podcast where that's what I talk about? Because so many people are feeling the exact same way, but they're feeling like ashamed that they feel the same way. Like I was like, I felt bad that I'm like, Bo, I feel bad that we're not going with your mom. I feel bad that we're not going with your family. I'm like all of this guilt that I'm feeling and everyone around is feeling the same guilt just about different things. Okay, folks. So that was my, that was my holiday stream of consciousness episode. I had some things, some more things I wanted to say a little bit about Vanderpump Rules. And um, I'm hesitant to say some of them. Um, you know, when you're out of town during the holidays, you, you're you not really paying attention to Twitter or Facebook or your Instagram comments as much. You know, yeah, you're like looking at everyone's stories and like seeing what everyone's doing during the holidays. But like it's different when I guess maybe you're on a show and I hadn't really like paid attention to what was really going on or being said and I just you know there was you know an a, some episode an episode with Katie and James and an ultimatum and I saw you know when I got home I I looked on Twitter and I looked on Facebook and I saw a lot of people saying that Katie was overreacting um about James body shaming her and that Katie didn't have a right to you know, take away James's job and that James, basically people were feeling bad for James because he 
was crying and had his family, you know, in the episode and said that he gave his last $5,000 to his brother. Okay. Well, that so the $5,000 that he got from See You Next Tuesday, I wasn't aware that I guess James literally only makes his income from See You Next Tuesday. I was under the impression that we were all on a show called Vanderpump Rules that also affords us to pay rent. So if you could read between the lines, I call bullshit on that. And um, I know that every single one of our cast, mem- cast members, every single one of my friends um, has, you know, helps their families out. And I refuse to actually not acknowledge that wannabe sob story because we all have had to take care of family members. We choose not to discuss it um, in public. And he decided to discuss it and show it and bring it out there the second that he looked bad. And I think that's really unfair. And I think you can see in his interviews that he sits there and just says that he isn't actually sorry. So if I see anybody actually coming for Katie, I will block you probably from my Instagram. Please come for me instead. Come for me instead of Katie because Katie legitimately had to deal with multiple occasions of him calling her fat and calling her thing in awful, awful things on a regular basis. And she finally got fed up and that was it. And I refuse to see anything about like James any sympathy towards him if I were to see some sort of remorse from him then I would maybe understand every time he has apologized he's literally gone in an interview and laughed and been like I don't care I don't care (laughs) they're making this such a big deal an even bigger deal than how big Katie is he can go fuck himself and I so I will I will wrap that up I feel passionately about that And I think Katie is a motherfucking champion for standing up for herself and just refusing to, you know, accept that. So I hope everyone had a happy holidays and I hope I wasn't um, a little too scroogey, but you know, every, you know, we're all so happy during the holidays, right? Or like everyone, we're all like little Christmas elves or you just see people running around like Christmas elves that you need you need someone there to kind of like rain on your parade a little bit. Am I right? All right. I love you guys. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>